because it was a weekend not to take a break. Raph, and the great news, when such a large thing happens, even I don't miss it, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting used to be easier from outside the cage. Now it's weirder. Because we have to report Anderson Spill, Anderson the Spider Silva still fighting, but this time in the boxing arena against... Uh, one of the blonde YouTube stars that I could never <laughs> quite remember. Rap, how are you doing? Uh, well, until you brought up that information. Reminding me that the Paul brother is going to fight Anderson Silva. Seems like the definition of white privilege. I don't know. I've been working that uh, thought out. but I did dig his post. I always hate when I find myself agreeing again. But I was like, D oh, damn it. Good one. Sick burn. <laughs> I think the dumb part here is that we're all at a place now where we go, is this what's happening? Are we watching this? Are we doing this? Because I don't have a real interest in it. But if Anderson Silva beats the shit out of him, great. If he doesn't, <laughs> waste of time. Yeah, it's interesting. It's happening in Arizona, too, where I live. Oh, my God. Voice in the wind. Where did that come from? Right. I guess we should introduce the guests. It seems a little backwards. I like the fact that Jimmy is so excited he can't contain himself. I will ask you a first leading question here, but we should introduce our guest. Kevin, you know for over under Kevin. I always try to bring uh, big, big stars, folks that can really put you under duress. Nailed Who better it. than a power lifter, Kevin? And not just any kind of power lifter, an all natural power lifter, <laughs> one who lifts way too much stuff is very encouraging to me and tells me that I can power lift myself, which it's not, <laughs> not going to happen, but good natured, good guy, friend of the show for a long time. I think it's time to bring on the powerhouse that is known as Jimmy house. Jimmy, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. been a fan for a long time of the show. That's very nice of you to say, Jimmy, I will ask this. Why are you so like, Right there on this, Ripped. because most people, oh, sorry, when they hear Anderson Silva and Jake Paul, especially in the intro language, they can hold it in and wait to be introduced on the show. You jumped ahead before I even said who you were. Why the excitement? Why the skepticism? Where are you on this one? Because you did say it's in Arizona. So are you proud of that? Oh, no, not at all. I, I, I personally wasn't aware of the cues that were going by, so I figured I'd just throw on just some very interesting bit of information to add to the conversation fair <laughs> I, i'll be honest with you there's no real decorum here i just was intrigued because i was like oh does he is jimmy into this because if he is i have to roast him um, oh no no i'm sorry i'm not i mean uh between logan paul getting into wwe and then jake paul getting inside <laughs> i'm not sure what get more attention to yeah now, see, Jimmy, you're Definitely. far too nice of a human being. You're a very positive person, but you did kind of suggest some heel language here. You mentioned Logan Paul is in the WWE. You yourself, you look like a prime candidate for the WWE. Has the thought of going into professional wrestling crossed your mind? Because you've got the build, dude. Sure. Yeah. So basically, I started my pro wrestling training about like five, six months ago. I've been training about two times a week in the morning with my coach, Don Vitale, who's the owner of Phoenix Championship Wrestling. I've been doing private lessons with him ever since I got my black belt. The next big goal for me was to try to break into something like WWE with Goldberg being one of my good friends. 
and seeing what he's done with his life and some of the goals that I have for myself in regards to my own personal growth, but to have that trickle down to some of my friends and my family here back in Arizona, WWE was like the next big goal for me. And so that's what I'm pursuing. And it's also a big reason why I'm deciding to move out to Austin. Okay, so hold on. So you're looking to move to Austin. This is news to me. Did not know that. I know you're based out of the Arizona. And that is to further pursue some of your pro wrestling dreams, sir? Yeah, the pro wrestling dreams to further grow myself as like my own, I guess, quote unquote, influencer within jujitsu and powerlifting and and stuff like that, develop better connections, meet big people and, and just kind of show and give myself an opportunity to grow my current talents around people that are much better than I. That's that's kind of the main reason for going out there and also to be around Goldberg a little bit more and just seeing what opportunities arise from being around all those types of people. Okay, this is good. Good for you. Big fan. Have to ask, though. Maybe too early, but have we settled on a finisher? Because here's the thing, guy. When I look at you, Jimmy, you can pull off these power moves. I was always the technician. I could not do power moves. Do you have a finisher that you have kind of worked on, or is that still in development? Yeah, I mean, very early stages. I just <clears throat> I just started putting together semi-full matches with my coach, but one thing that we were playing around with was like a vertical suplex and off of the slam rolling, rolling up into like a mounted guillotine. We're playing with something like that. Um, I've been trying to work jujitsu into it as creatively as I can, combining the jujitsu and the traditional pro wrestling moves. That's like, that was the start. Uh, do they end up getting actual choked and do they go like, Hey man, you're pretty strong. I don't know if you know, your guillotine's actually pretty good, even if you're not trying. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting kind of troubleshooting it because I showed it to him and pitched it to him as like, just like a basic move. And he's like, Oh no, that's too powerful. That has to be a finisher. (laughs) Okay. And then now it's, it's an interesting adjustment now having to take a little bit of power off to try to not actually choke them. Cause something like a mounted guillotine, despite, despite trying to take power off can just be an uncomfortable position in general. You know, so like making it look like I'm putting some actual physical harm on somebody, but also letting off on it is 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 a trick in its own. But I think I'm coming along. Yeah. Good for you. Now, Kevin, what you should know, though, and I I feel like I have to put Jimmy on blast here is he was supposed to be here in California at some point in the month of July and yet has run away from me. So I don't know what he's going to do with you, but I feel like it might follow through for you. Do you get that sense from him, Kevin? Uh-oh. Kev? Hold up. For whatever reason, I don't have a Kevin. Interview. Guest isn't... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. Kevin? Ouch. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I have you back now. Hear what happens to me, America. Rap silence. <laughs> We had to switch some shit around. So, no, I'm not trying to sign it. But do you get that impression from Jimmy? Do you get the sense that he's going to try and run from you? I get Drew Fear. I hear he's worried I'm going to start calling him Jimmy Condos, mm-hmm. Jimmy Timeshares. Mm. He knows I'm coming for the jugular. I'm ready to figure out what this Jimmy House situation is. I don't remember that Nero character. Yeah. Uh- for sure, Ref. So, Kevin, this is the time when you get to get some ammunition and ask Jimmy a couple questions before we go to the game. Do you have any questions that you would like him to answer for you to get to know him better? Jimmy, 
what is the most frustrating thing you haven't been able to lift yet? The 800 pound deadlift that I failed at about a year and a half ago. It was the last he real heavy, heavy deadlift that I really went for. I like set a goal that was like two two year stint, and I got it halfway up my knees, and it brought me back down, and I haven't touched it since. But that's probably the most frustrating one for sure. Okay. Have you ever officially lips rip someone's limb from their body? Are we safe here? Yeah, absolutely. No, I never, I never officially done that before. I can tell you one person that he would like to A little vague off. there, Raph. He said, yeah, absolutely. No, I've never done that before. <laughs> I can tell you one person that I think he would like to rip their arm off, and that is probably Pat Downey. Now, Jimmy, yeah. what exactly happened here? Because I've gotten several stories of it. I was I'm asked sorry. To... I'm just Googling things that weigh 800 pounds. You guys go <laughs> Thank you. Ahead. I got this note to interview Pat. Oh, a really... four-wheeler. Sorry. <laughs> a four-wheeler is what you found. Now, I was asked to interview him. I did. And mm -hmm. there was interest on your area to have this match with him, and it was supposed to be a combat jiu-jitsu match. And something happened. So what exactly came up here, sir? Yeah. Uh, well, from my perspective, first of all, it wasn't it wasn't going to be a combat jiu-jitsu match ever. I think he like misunderstood because, I don't know, he probably, in his own brain, whatever he heard regardless from my perspective we had booked the match about i think two months out or something like that because he was promoting his seminar and then from what mercedes uh white told me from 10 planet tucson is that he was looking for like a higher level opponent to have when he was doing the seminar down here so she thought i'd be the best opponent given like size comparisons you know wrestling to jujitsu comparisons what have you and just having a following to promote the match and so i took it and it was going to be like in general my first big opportunity to showcase my skills against a generally well-known name such as his and basically led all the way up until the day before and she says she's at the airport waiting for him and he's nowhere to be found not answering calls or anything in which case she told me that i was then gonna go against my good friend austin baker in a much different match where like there's a much bigger size size disadvantage and the way i was preparing for pat downey is that the exact opposite of the way i would prepare for austin baker and it's just like you know i i really appreciate the fact that austin took the match because ever since that match he, he and i have really built a very strong friendship so in a lot of ways i'm grateful that pat downey bounced but he didn't show as far as I know, he never returned the money. You know, that's not necessarily my place to talk about, but that's what's out there on Twitter. It doesn't really take uh, too much effort to find that, what Mercedes posts and everything. And then I know he's run his mouth a couple of times on the comments in regards to like the bullpen promotion and everything. And Mercedes got heated and posted some stuff. And that was interesting when it kind of came up to the soil a couple months ago. But other than that, I haven't heard much from it since. Yeah, I, I just knew that was a weird opportunity because I thought, you know, here I was doing the A side, you know, mm -hmm. of my interviews. And then I thought, oh, this will be a great opportunity for you. And then when I see it, you know, Mercedes actually texted me and oh, told really? me like, yeah, she's like, oh, he's not here at the airport. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I was in the middle of training. So I think I had just gotten done with like a private lesson or something. And here I have this information. I go, I don't know what to do with this Mercedes. Like, uh shit that's terrible but also 
you wanted me to interview him. And that's the only real connection I have to him. So yeah. I immediately knew I was like, oh, I know what, what's happening. She wants me to at least be aware of it. So I was like, okay, that's the nice part about Mercedes is that when something happens, if she's publicizing you, you're going to hear about it. Yeah, if for you sure. Fuck up. You will also hear about that as well. So yeah. I think the thing that made me very upset was that he had taken this money allegedly and just didn't have a care about it. Like you see if there's some sort of scheduling conflict, those things happen, family things, they come up. I've been in productions where that sort of stuff happens. So I, I could immediately sympathize if there was a real issue, but um, it did make me think I was like, man, I don't think I want to be in the way of any of your strikes. But when I heard it was a combat jujitsu thing, I was like, no, super no on any part of that. And then yeah. I hear that uh, resident big guy, Austin Baker, who I've rolled with. And I have said in the past, um, his legs are essentially like tree chunks. Um, fills yeah. in and does a, a great match with you. So I was very happy that he was going to do that now. Yeah. It, it did turn out to be a great match. And I would have, that match with Austin, despite losing, was a much better match than what it would have been with Pat. Just the reality of it, you know, he's still very new in jiu-jitsu, and I'm not incomparable when it comes to wrestling. So the, the rule set realistically favored me, and not to say that I would have won, but, you know, it, it, it's not as tough as going against Austin. So I appreciated the opportunity due to the fact that I could really test myself to see where I was against a world-class black belt like Austin. I mean, I think a few weeks prior to that, he... He lost to Cyborg via advantage. You know, he barely lost. So it was a good test far I've come. Um, it, it's funny because, like, when she called me, I was about a day without at that point trying to make the weight we agreed to. And then she told me that I was just going to get awesome. I had to find a way to gain 60 pounds in the next 24 hours. <laughs> so I pizzas and, and a bunch of burgers and everything. And I still didn't make it up to 260, but it's all right. We tried. It happens. Uh yeah. Kevin, do you have any last questions before I give him the chance to ask questions about you, sir? I could have made it up to 60, no problem. <laughs> well, you have to show me how. <laughs> no, I don't think you want to go the way that Kevin gets to 260. I, I think that you would be perfectly fine uh, doing what you got, Kev. No, yeah, I agree. It's too much LSD. You're not prepared for that. <laughs> Conversely here, Jimmy, I'm going to come over to you because here's the thing. You don't really know Kevin. You're familiar with my nonsense, but Kevin's a whole different beast. So I know that you need to inform your shit talking. Do you have any questions for Kevin before we transition to the game? Well, I was just, I was just wondering, is he located in California too, or is he located? Kevin's located. I, I don't like that he's always trying to find me, ref. I don't like that. I, I I'll don't tell you think... that. It just seems like he's trying to geolocate shit already. Yeah, he's definitely the one that's asking for you to ask permission. I'm in Alaska <laughs> slash uh, Florida. You'll find it. It's All right. Juno, Florida. Uh, so, Jimmy, I don't want to sell him out, but I will tell you, it's closer than you think uh, to where you are. Uh, Tallahassee, one... <laughs> Seattle. Tallahassee. No, no, not anywhere near that. Or that imaginary place that he just made up right now. Uh, he is relatively close to you in one Denver, Colorado. Oh, that's pretty close. Yeah. Hey, what? <laughs> no, no. This is, he's friendly, dude. I mean, he'll smash you, but I, I think you could use yeah. his pressure. You know Sounds what I mean? Friendly. 
Uh, do you have any questions to get to you, Kevin? Do you, do you have his social security and location? Well, it's 532-78. A relative he might have visited. Grandma. She's good. She's good people. All right. Uh, Jimmy, I, I want to open this up. I know you just asked where he is, but do you have any other questions that better inform your shit talking? Because, again, I believe in your ability to promo, but you should know a little bit about Kevin. Well, I assume I assume he trained as long as you as he's been playing jujitsu for. Thirteenish, thirteenish yeah. years. He has me beat there. It's not a very good start. Well, um. <laughs> no. So Jimmy, you should know that half of that is marred by uh, injury. So uh, Kevin some is- of it's marred by injury. <laughs> okay. Half of it. It's just, it's a little on that half line. Uh, Kevin is a quite, quite decent uh, jiu-jitsu practitioner that has been sidelined by some unfortunate injuries. But yeah, uh, don't. he's, uh, don't let him fool you. He's, he's not bad. All right. Uh, I think it's time, Kevin, to switch to the game of Over Under Kevin. Awesome. And now it's time for another thrilling installment of Over Kevin. Ready that time, Rap. You were. Kevin, you were very proud of you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a segment of the show that we like to call Over Under Kevin. My name is Rafa Sparza. I host this part of the show. Now, the way this works is we give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win on the upcoming UFC 279 card. However, although the person who gets the most correct is technically the winner, the person that we truly acknowledge on the show is the person who gets the most shit talk in and does it better. So, gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? Like Sean Penn understands what smoking is. Yep. Kind of. I, I, yep. I think so. Okay. Jimmy, do you understand the rules, sir? It's going to be rough, but I'll give it a shot. I don't think it's going to be rough. See, you give us too much credit on how we do picks you couldn't here. couldn't be more right. It's blammer. It's blabber. Raph, it's hard to track. So, right now, we're actually going to start this way, and I'll tell you guys... We're going to go down the line, randomized on these picks. Each person is going to get 15 seconds. If I so deem it, I will give you time for rebuttal. But, Kevin, you're going to lead us off in the welterweight category between Darian Weeks and Johan Lainacy. Go. You do this on purpose. I do. There's just zero chance the first fight of the night can be this terrible because it kind of seems like they have Darren Weeks. And you're like, wait, that's not a human I know. I'm going to quickly go with Weeks because before you know it, it turns to days. That's fair. Uh, what do you have for us on this one, Jimmy? I'm going to go with the opposite guy because what's his name again? Uh, it's Johan. Yeah, I think that alone is just that's t- that settles it for me. You don't mess dope with the name. Johan. I think it's no, a pretty it is easy a thing. dope name. Just if we're like, let's just like spade a spade. <laughs> the guy's got abs. He's got jailhouse tattoos. He's the whole package. Fair enough. We're gonna go to our next one. This is a catch weight bout. It's a the two twenty weight imaginary category because it's not a real thing. Uh, but Jimmy, you're gonna tell us who's winning this next bout between. Jailton Alameda? Is that a real name? Mm-mm. It says jail and then ton is added at the end of it. That's a terrible name. And Anton Turkaj. What do you got, sir? Uh probably Anton. Okay. 
Why, why are you feeling Anton? I know I, I can sense that you're picking him, but what is your feeling and why are you getting the spirits telling you to go ahead and give this guy the, the nod? The name suggests athleticism. Ooh. Okay, okay. Hold on. I want to play this out. What does the name Kevin suggest? I'm going to I'm going to assume that uh and uh Kevin. Kevin's like a Kevin's like a docile name to me, maybe, uh-oh. you know? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. He's called <laughs> like a, a beta. Not Kevin. as thought out So hold on, Kevin. What do you have to say in response to that before I give you the opportunity to say who your pick is here? Yeah, Kevin is Sanskrit for better at picking because <laughs> Jilton Almeida is definitely winning this fight. So <laughs> <laughs> this is great news for me. Do you think that Jilton has ever done time just based on that name? I, I assure you, it's not. This man is sixteen and two. He has righteous orthodox knockout potential. It's going to be a quick fight. All right. I actually have a call this one round. DraftKings yeah. hasn't called back. I called them. Okay. So I was like, come on, y'all. Let's get back into bed. They were like, no, thank you. <laughs> what you did last time was too freaky. I was like, I know, but hear me out. This is one of my locks. Call okay. it in first round. First round. Got it. Okay, we're going to go to our next bout. It's a catchweight bout again, which is strange. Between Kevin Holland and D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez. Kevin, you start us off 15 seconds of the show. Oh, by the way, I should mention D-Rod is a friend of the show. This one is tough because I don't want to go against friend of the show. Daniel Rodriguez, big fan. You know I love the tats. But eventually, doesn't my Kevin Holland season tickets bet have to hit? Mm. How many times do you think I can lose on Kevin Holland in a row? Honestly. Does everybody agree? Nope. That's next time. Sorry, you go ahead. Uh, what are you saying? So you're going Kevin Holland on this one? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> all right, uh, Kev, Kev. Before I go over to Jimmy, are you at all concerned with the fact that Kevin Holland's just starting shit and getting into fights? Hundred percent concerned. Not sure if it's a real fight. It's really hard to tell around here. Okay. Okay. Because there was D-Rod a whole legit. Later. He just looks so legit. All right, we're going to go to our uh, pick for Jimmy. Jimmy, what do you have on this one? D-Rod or Kevin Holland? Well, if I've learned anything for the last half hour being on the show is don't go with the pick of Kevin in general, so I'll go D-Rod. That's actually not a bad strategy. Uh, it is proven yeah. almost yes, the it is. it is almost the equivalent of flipping a coin. Uh, I've, I've done the scientific research, honestly. Well, that's good to know. I think I think I got that one. D-Rod. All right, let's go that way. D-Rod also, uh, if you're listening to this, we still love you, friend. So you'll have to do interviews with me still. That's not a get-out-of-jail-free card. All right, going to the next one. It's a bantamweight fight. This is between Chad Angler and Alatang Healy? That's a name? All right, Jimmy, you go first. 15 seconds on the clock. <laughs> Where's Alatang from? from? Oh, God, hold on. Need me to do like real time uh, analysis. Alatang, I gotta give you time. I can't just China. Uh, Chinese, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I saw when I was looking at this beforehand, I saw a Chinese guy and I, I told myself I was gonna pick him. So, damn, that's a that's a bold strategy. All right, so you're yeah. just going for the random Chinese dude. All right, Kev, what do you got on this one? <laughs> give me anyone named Chad. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the fight game that has been able to really make it. You know, I I, I always worry. Like people named Chad have it rough. They let's do. Not, it's not a let's good time not for Chad. Sacks. I don't want to be too woke here. People named Chad suck. Life is hard. This is his moment. Go, Chad. And I do expect to win a little Vegas odds on this fight. All right, fair enough. We're going to go to our next fight. This one's between Jake Collier and Chris Barnett. Kevin, you lead us off 15 seconds. Go. You know you made up one of them. I, maybe. The question is, which one did you make up? Was it Barnett? Was it Collier? Either way, I'm following the money. Give me Jake. Jake. Give, me the, give me the big get the big tuna. Fair enough. All right. Uh, Jimmy, what do you have for us on this one? I'm going to go Barnett as well. Barnett. Okay. So, Jimmy, you mentioned that you did some research for this. Define research. My research was looking up on UFC.com who was fighting and then seeing if I recognized Some of these I don't remember actually reading, so I must have clicked on the wrong thing. I think I'm more... I'm going to ask a real question here, though, Jimmy. When you are doing this research as a bodybuilder, I would consider you authority of what makes a good body. Are you judging them by their bodies? Does that weigh into any of your decisions on who's going to win these fights? Yeah, I would say body and overall like look and demeanor and their picture that they take for the fight. Probably, yeah, because I don't know any of these people. <laughs> don't worry. I think a lot of the times they don't know who we are either. So same. And I'm okay with that. There's no real insult here, but I'm just saying, uh, if I were to pound do for pound, Altal and Gelly versus you and I ref, who gets recognized more. <laughs> than I'm not sure it's him. I really, I know he's on the card, but they might be like, Hey, grappling hour, dude. <laughs> Hey, verbal tap guy. I would point this I out. I know that Alan Gelly, they were just like, are you here to drive someone somewhere? I would point this out over to Jimmy. So you went the recognizability factor. I think there are people on this card that Jimmy could beat up. So I'm willing to take kind of a, a little bit of a, mm, I don't know, man. I mean, if they stuck you on this card, Jimmy, I think you'd do pretty okay. I appreciate it. At least the lightweights, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yes. As you... <laughs> Uh, what is this standing vertical suplex them into a guillotine and all of them are like, yo, is this legal? And you're like, it is now bitch. <laughs> you're right. Exactly. Jimmy, you're going to tell us who's winning this women's bantamweight match between Irene Aldana and Macy Chiazon. Go. Chiazon. You go and Chiazon here. It's on last name. Just based on last name. Okay. Fair enough. Kevin, what do you have for us? 15 seconds. Go. It's getting easier and easier, Rev. I don't mean for it to be getting easier and easier, but the spirit of Ireland lives on in me. Lives on in my heart. Lives on in the thumping power of my ability to predict fighting. Lives on in arena. Good to know. Thank you for that, Kevin. All right, I'm going to mark that real quick. Mary's your pick. Kevin, um, I'm going to tell you this right now. You're telling us who's winning between Melissa Martinez and Elise Reed. Go. This is not exactly on my best bet fight because I do think you can earn some money here. Okay. UFC traditionally is so bad at helping weigh the odds for these first fights, especially in the lady division. Elise Reed. 
big upset moment. This goes against my any any of my Mexico previous love. Go Elise Reed. Understood. Jimmy, what do I'm you have for us money. on this one, sir? The other the Martinez, right? That was the second person you said. <laughs> it is the other person I did say, Jimmy. I, I love the fact that you're like, who that other person is. Yeah, I got who that other person is. Yeah, that that, that one. This could be the tiebreaker. I mean, listen, this is a bold strategy both of you are employing here. So I, no, I don't it know could who has not the be the tiebreaker, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> we'll get to tiebreakers in a second. Now, Kev, things are going to start speeding up here in a second. But uh, uh, Jimmy, just show so that you know, there are usually a wager of some sort on over under Kevin. Now, granted, it's not financial because we all do jujitsu and we all know how that goes. And you're making money off of merch because your merch is awesome. I don't know if people actually go check that out, but they should. Kev, what have been some examples of some wagers that have been made on over under Kevin? People owe me some videos. Someone fell in love with ranch water. That was his own fault. He was making fun of me drinking it, challenging other people to it. So they have to drink a few beverages, give an endorsement to the podcast, or show off a technique that reveals our superior prowess to their betting power. I've also accepted t-shirts and hats. That is correct. Now, Jimmy, if you have a bet idea, without saying what it is, just let us know. Do you have an idea for a wager that you would like to do on this? With Again, without saying what it is, if you do have it. Yes. Okay. Now, hold that thought. Because you need to tell me who's winning the welterweight bout between Lee Jingliang and Tony Ferguson. You have 25 seconds on this one. Go. I'll probably go with Ferguson. Are you afraid that he's going to trip on a wire? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because it should be noted today that during all of the hubbub and the crazy that was going on behind the scenes in which the UFC had to cancel their first press conference just seconds into it because of the fighters getting into a fight, which, by the way, stole a storyline from AEW. Let's be very clear. Yeah, AEW storyline. The voice of reason in this press conference was Tony Ferguson. Does that not give you some sort of pause? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I don't know too much, but a little bit in a sense, yeah. I'll explain. Essentially, Tony Ferguson, after Dana White cancels the press conference, comes up to the microphone and goes, next question. (laughs) And then everybody goes, well, we just announced this was done, but they cheer because they like him and we do like Tony, but it's a little batshit. So that was Tony's way of trying to save face. Kevin, are you aware of anything that happened at UFC press conference today? I am not. Okay. Essentially, what happens is this. Uh, You have Chimev in the background, Kevin Holland in the background, and they apparently uh, say some words to each other. They start a little bit of a brawl. And then somewhere in the background, Nate Diaz, because Diaz, brother, hears that there's some nonsense going on. Now, mind you, Nate Diaz is the one that's supposed to be fighting Chimev, but realizes Oh, shit, they haven't involved me in this, so I got to get myself in there. So him and his crew start getting involved in this, and it prompts Dana White to get on the microphone and say, yeah, this has never happened before, and for reasons that will become clear, uh, for your safety, everybody out here, we're going to cancel this press conference. So this is fucking over. (laughs) Yeah, 
So that was what was happening behind the scenes, which, by the way, is exactly what happened with CM Punk, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, although nobody got bit. So just letting you know, pro wrestling, wrestling is everything because everything is wrestling. Just saying. All right. You told me that you think that Tony's going to take this one, Jimmy. But Kevin, what do you think is going to happen? Give me Zhang Lang. Give me that Zhang Lang. Tony's not going to make it. He's too rickety. It is a little concerning. I've seen Tony. He's like an e-bike that hasn't converted to e yet. It's not good. <laughs> I do get concerned about Tony a lot, more than I care to ever admit. But uh, I am glad we get to see him. That's kind of nice. But you know what, Kev? We're going to go to our next fight, and you're going to tell us who's going to win between a middleweight bout between Dennis Tulilin. That's a dumb name. And Jamie Pickett. 15 on the clock. Go. Big fan of Jamie. This goes back to this is bigger than all of us. This is abs and photo. That's what this is. Jamie Pickett for me. Fair enough. Jimmy, what do you have for this one? 15 on the clock for you. Well, Pickett as well. Yeah. Oh, so you're you're in agreement with Kevin here. That's what's happening, right? Yeah, but the name just sounded cooler, so I don't know. (laughs) It it sounded cooler when you said it. Good. I'm glad that's the reason. He's right. He's right. That's cool. Kev, what is your response to that? I'll give you 15 seconds to say if you have a rebuttal to him uh, starting to follow your lead here, which I was a little surprised by. Al Pacino (laughs) struggled when all these young actors came up. This is just Jimmy apartment complexes getting cute. This is Jimmy annex for government space being funny. This is good old fashioned Jimmy condos, swerving lanes, Raph. And it's cute. It's cute. Uh, (laughs) Jimmy condos definitely is the name he would have had if he was in a uh, Scorsese film. It'd be like, you talk to Jimmy Jimmy condos, baby, Mr. Housing project. What you got? Jimmy, do you have a response to any of that? Because that was kind of nonsense, and I want to make sure that you're at least on record having time. No, I mean, I, I think I'm cute, too, so it's all good. <laughs> I'm glad that that uh, pays itself on both sides. All right, Kev, you're going to listen to Jimmy tell us who's winning this women's featherweight bout between Norma Dermont and Danielle Wolf. Go. Wolf. <laughs> The one-word answers are probably some of the better uh, moments that we have had in over-under Kevin history. I like that you essentially took the Home Alone version of picking here. Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. (laughs) Here we go. Kevin, what do you have for this one? Dumont. It doesn't work as good when you do it, Kevin. I have to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it would be helpful if it was more like uh, Buzz. Uh, Dumont. Okay, there we go. Kev, you're going to tell us who's winning this featherweight bout between Hakeem Dawadu and Julian Orosa. Go. You know I got Hakeem in this. Yeah. We talked about this last time. We have our, we've been on a Hakeem love affair for a while. Don't do this, Jimmy. Be Jimmy House here. Do not be Jimmy Mansions. Get all <laughs> above your britches. Pick Hakeem. Don't mess this up. Before we start, Jimmy, have you had this many puns with your name ascribed to it before in your life? Good friend Josh, he calls me Jimmy Mansion before. Yeah, apartment and 
I used to get made fun of my last name when I was little. So yeah, now I'm used to it. It's it's good. The condos condos original though. Wow, Kevin started to. They're not. Promo. They took this over from 38th and Bridgerton. Everybody knows that shit was a stolen idea. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what do you have on this one, Hakeem or Julian? Hakeem. Hakeem. Oh. That's the second time that you've done the similar pick as Kevin. I wasn't concerned until I was concerned, Jimmy. We build them up, and then the last one we pick differently, and that's what decides who wins. Okay, that's my so, so without understanding how big Kevin is, this is just from his voice, do you feel that you could power lift Kevin? Like, do you think you can gorilla press slam Kevin? If I formed him into a barbell, I, I'd assume that I'd be able to at least deadlift his weight, yes. Okay. Okay, that's fair. All right. I'm just going to make my mention for what the bet should be here, but that's that's not – I'm not really in charge of that until later. All right, light heavyweight bout. Johnny Walker versus Ian Cute Labia. Jimmy, what do you got for this one? Walker. Walker. Damn, that's dangerous because he's so nonsense and he doesn't know where he is half the time. Well, no, this time. I talked to him. Oh, you, you did talk. Oh, hey, listen, somebody's got to knock some sense into him. Kevin, what do you have for us on this one? Did you know a Dodge V10 weighs 800 pounds? Just wanted no. to get back to things that weigh 800 pounds. 55 gallons in sand. A lot of bushels of apple. Look, <laughs> we Man, can get it. into details here. Acute labia is winning. Acute labia. Got it. All right. Thank you for that, Kevin. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gents, we're now at that actual point where we talk about the main event. Kev, I'm going to give you 30 seconds to say who's winning this one, but um, I actually have to step out. Uh, somebody else is going to be filling in here for a second. So Obviously, okay. thanks, Raph. Uh, we welcome multi-time champion, world champion, Nate Diaz himself to the podcast. Nate, welcome to the show, sir. Damn, what's up, bitch? How you guys doing? Um, so, uh, You're bait. a special picker, ref. You're supposed to help us uh, pick who's going to win this. <laughs> yo, uh, yo, fucking bitch. You need to shut the fuck up because I'm cutting weight right now. So, like, I'm not in a good mood. And also, I kind of <laughs> yeah. got into, like, a fight. You know what I mean? My <laughs> wife made veggie breakfast burritos the other day. I know exactly what you mean. Yo, don't talk shit. I think I'm a vegan. Remember that, dog? Yeah, no, I, I'll stop. All right, so who the fuck you got on this week? Like, what the fuck's happening here, dog? This <laughs> is Jimmy RV, my main man. No, don't, don't pull that bullshit. I know exactly who he is. This is Jimmy House. I've seen his shit. He picks up stuff. I'm like, yo, that's really heavy, dog. And then, like, okay, Jimmy, I got a question for you, dog. <laughs> Did you know that sometimes when, like, shit's heavy, you don't have to pick it up? Like, you know, like, you don't have to pick it up. It can just stay there. Yeah, I know. Thank you. <laughs> don't patronize me. I'm I'm just telling you a truth fact. You know what I mean? You're the one that can't even For listen. example, does it weigh approximately what a larger upright piano does? 800 pounds? Does not have to be lifted. You know, fun story. The only people who ever had to lift pianos were in fucking cartoons. Are you a fucking cartoon, Jimmy? Yeah, you know, I like to think that I am, but I mean, <laughs> as much as you like, cuddle. Oh my God, adult male grizzly bears are 800 pounds. Jimmy, let me ask you. So, so you're a black belt. I'm a black belt. 
Kevin's not a black belt, but like we all know that. Um, so like, question for you. Because we're both black belts, and like you're you're the shit, man. I like you. I don't like Kevin so much. Um, like, how do you think you would do against me in a jujitsu match? I think I think I could probably come out on top of that one, to be honest. All right, you know I was I was for you, dog, but now I don't like you anymore. I gotta be you real. Yeah, but you know what? I'm hey, so you guys hear? I got my own like uh, I, I'm like starting an MMA organization. Yeah, Kev, ask me what we're looking for in our organization. What are you looking for, champ? Some real ass ninja over? shit. You guys need to bring some ninja shit to my fucking organization. So I want like nunchucks. I want jujitsu. I want ninjutsu. Basically anything with jitsu in it, I want it. And guess what? In my organization, mandatory weed tests. If you fail, then you get out. <laughs> And I mean, <laughs> if you didn't take weed or you didn't smoke weed, fuck you. You're out of my fucking organization. Anyway, bitches, let's get into this. You going to pick me or are we fucking fighting right now? Kevin, I'll start off with you 30 seconds. Oh, my God. I actually am going to pick Nate Diaz. This, I don't forget about it. Wait, hold I up, do dog. Like, but for real, though, like, have you seen this other guy? Like, I know. You know what I mean? Like, I know this. I have. Guy. I actually have seen some of it. I feel good about you. I'm in. I'm in till the end. I feel good going down on this ship. Maybe yes. I'm going to be honest with you, dog. Did you not hear me during the press conference this week? I basically said uh, I stopped training for this fight because uh, whatever. Just beat me. <laughs> I, did, I did hear that. Yeah, okay. All right. I thought that would give you a hint, but whatever. All right. <laughs> Uh, big dude who like lift stuff. What's your deal? Who are you picking? I'm gonna go with the other guy. How do you pronounce his last name? Shemaya. How the fuck you gonna disrespect me like this? I just, I just think that he'll pull it out on you. To be honest. First of all, language. Am I right? Phrasing. Second of all, pull it out on you. It's gross. Well, I thought we had something here, dog. I thought we were friends. Well, but I mean, the ideal situation is that like you and me have a big super fight after this match. I'll cut down to one seventy-five. You know what? I'd like to see that because I've seen. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you, a big guy. You know what I mean? Like I saw when you go down like six pounds. I'm like, yeah, good for him. And then I'm like, oh shit, I lost six pounds just by smoking this morning. That's not the same. <laughs> All right, both of you suck. That other dude sucks. Uh, I guess I'll see you guys next week. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate Diaz, multi-time champion and weed smoker. Smoke weed every day. Don't, don't, don't jump on my line. Oh. Sorry. Smoke weed every day. Bye, bitches. <laughs> Which is a great moment for me to just reiterate. DraftKings is not sponsoring. <laughs> They're not sponsoring the show anymore. That is a good time to remind everybody. Let's close this yeah. on out here. All right. First and foremost, in the event where there's a tie, and I think that's mostly because Jimmy might have picked some similar picks to Kevin here. I just want to ask you guys what you think will be the fight of the night and the performances of the night. Here we go, Jimmy Bungalows. Your time, my man. So, Jimmy, I need you to pick one fight of the night and two performances of the night. 
I'd probably say fight of the night would be the main event. And performance of the night, uh, I don't remember some of the names, but let's go with let's go with the Ferguson fight because I remember that one. Uh, so you're saying and, Tony Ferguson or Li Zhang Liang? Uh, Ferguson. Okay, Ferguson. And then who is going to be your second performance of the night, sir? Let's go with one of the girl fights, and then can you remind me of the name so I can pick one? Oh, boy, there's a few. Okay. So. Arena versus Macy. You had Macy. She is it. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah I'll, do the, I'll do the first one that he said. Uh, <clears throat> Irene Aldana? Yes. Okay. Kev, what do you have for us on that? Yeah. Uh, fight of the night easily is going to go to Jing Ling Fergs. So F O N Jing Fergs. Performance of the night. Hazmat. Okay. Performance of the night. Holland, baby. All right. Top of the card type of Fair enough. All right, Jimmy, we mentioned if you had a bet in mind, if you would like to share it, now is the time to share it. So uh, let us know, what do you think you would like to wager against Kevin in this game of over under Kevin, sir? Um, I, I was thinking that if I won... Wait, we did, did we establish that he owns a gym? Oh, no, Kevin does not own a gym. No, 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 no. Neither of us own gyms. But I think that would be a terrible choice for both of us. It was like, if I won, then I get to do, like, a lifting slash jujitsu seminar at whatever gym that he runs or owns. Hmm. And uh, then I think that's up to him to decide. No? Or is that how it goes? So you usually Probably give the first right. offer and then we kind of like revise it. It's kind of like a legal process where you slip us an envelope. I look at it. I go, Kevin, mm-hmm. he looks at it. He goes, mm, and then I mediate. Uh, Kevin, what do you think of that? I think we need to come up with something a little less stakes. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, because... Where are you? Yeah, I guess that would be the. Uh... So we need to talk like lifting. Do you have dogs? Not anymore. No, but I did. Yeah. Okay. No, I'm just trying to hone in here, Raph, on the lifting of a dog thing, but I'm fresh out. Um, Here's the idea. I think this is what it is. I think because he's in the process of becoming a pro wrestler, I think he would have to cut a promo hitting his new finishing move while also putting over Kevin. So I think that would be his loss. And then Kevin, something similar, because you're not a pro wrestler. And you're in the middle of not training. So maybe you would have to put over a video talking about his merch because our man's is selling some good stuff on his website. I can't guarantee a lifting of a pit bull video. Okay. It would be helpful in this regard. Understood. Um, But what do you think about that, Jimmy? Is that closer to something that could work for both parties? Fine. Okay. I, I just heard fine. I didn't hear a love and enthusiasm of it. But I will take fine. Kevin? Accord. Accord, indeed. All right, Jimmy, just so you know how this works, we normally do this episode, and then the next week we invite the person who did Over Under to come back. If you're interested, we'd love to have you come back next week and talk fights with us. Yeah, absolutely. That's every Thursday? Uh, We'll figure out a time off air. 
I'll, I'll reach out and we'll try and do it. But if Thursday works, I think we can make that happen. We'll have a lot more flexibility. But uh, Jimmy, do you have any departing words to Kevin? Now that you guys have kind of competed against each other, it's all out there. We'll wait to see how this all plays out in a day and a half. But do you have any parting words for your competitor here? I know you want me to talk shit. I just, I, I don't know if I could put it together if it's not like in a pro wrestling atmosphere. But I appreciate your competition, Kevin, and your outstanding picks that contested mine and these didn't Kevin way different answer <laughs> I'm just tired I don't know how you do all this lifting because what I've been doing is exhausting in this particular pod so just another reminder kiddos strap the tank top on me I've been lifting people since we started this podcast Raph back to you I think that's going to do it here for us this week at Verbal Tap. Kevin, do you have anything to say and depart? That'll do it for us tonight as I avoid our guest on the mats at all possible, <laughs> if it ever even remotely comes to that. Don't want to be a part of that. I'm good Kevin, night and good fight. And we are wrapped. you have dialed has been changed the new number is please note the new number is